and welcome back to another episode of Women Talk Tech. Today I'm joined by Karina, the Director of Engineering at Zolaris Bank. Today's chat is all around the topic of leadership and what progressing in tech actually looks like. We talk about the different options and the challenges she faced going from being a team lead herself to now leading a team of team leads. We also chat about the different modes as a leader you have to put yourself in, you know, coaching versus leadership mode and the challenges each of them involve. I say it all the time, but it's another great conversation I think you'll all enjoy. So, Karina, tell me a bit more about yourself. Who am I? Yeah, I'm actually a a software engineer by heart, right? And uh, working in tech management, let's say, the last few years. Um, I have two kids. They are six and nine years old. And maybe fun fact about myself... I played in an accordion orchestra more than 20 years. <laughs> Not much left from this, but uh, yeah, I'm actually playing the piano now and then, but yeah, too, not, not as often as I would want to. Oh, I love that. I must admit my uh, music or instrument knowledge is very vast. I think I played the recorder back in like primary school oh. and that was it. <laughs> cool. <Literally>. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. Nice. Oh. Uh, and of course, everyone's journey into tech is so different. I think that's the one thing I've learned from this podcast, right? There's no, of course, there is a set journey, but everyone's route is very different. Um, tell us a bit about your journey, your journey into tech and, and how you kind of got to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, happy to. So um, actually in school, I like math and physics best, right? So that were my favorite subjects. And I also um, chose them as my major subjects, like later on in school, right? And I was like thinking... Should I study study math? Should I study physics? Mm, Sounds a bit boring, maybe. But what do I do, right? So then I felt like, okay, computer science is somehow in between, right? It's using math, it's using physics, but it's also more like hands-on, right? You're you're programming, you're developing software. So that was like the starting point. And then I was not sure, right? Is computer science something to study for like nerds and gamers and all the... You know, the people who spend like all their lifetime in front of computers, or is it also for someone who prefers reading books to gaming, <laughs> but uh, then likes math and physics, right? So that's uh, that was my question. So I'm lucky me. It was also for people who like math and physics. And um, I really enjoyed studying then computer science, actually computer engineering, so a bit more closer to the hardware. Um, yeah, that was my, my starting point into tech. Nice, nice. And I guess what made you want to get into tech? What made you, I know you said you you, you kind of like the, the subject as a whole, uh, but what made you then pursue a career in tech and, and kind of follow up to where you are now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, good question. <laughs> it's, um, let's say, you know, uh, computers and uh, mobiles, everything was super new when I was like deciding for what I want to do. Um, I bought my first own computer I really wanted to understand how this computer thing works right so I didn't like I I saved money and I didn't buy a computer like a finished computer but I bought parts and tried to build it up right I even did a course how to do this and then I was like okay I need to understand it's it can't be that hard but it is actually that hard it's a complex system but uh, yeah I, I really wanted to understand it was fascinating for me right how this how this thing does all this magic. But um, that's also how my, my studies helped, helped a lot understanding that and really, yeah, helping me to 
um, bring bring out the mystery out of the computer. Yeah, really interesting. And then, of course, pursuing a career into tech, um, of course, it's difficult because everyone's journey is so different, like I said, and everyone does have different challenges as you've gone through it. Of course, the podcast really is about, you know, encouraging more women to get into tech, but also, you know, not shying away from the challenges that we do face in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, in your career journey and in your journey so far, uh, what struggles did you face when, when I guess, embarking on your journey into tech were there any particular you know moments memories that you remember when you thought hey is this for me how was that for you in the very early stages <laughs> yeah in the early stages let me remember so i i have one scenario in my head where we, where we actually um we had this course at the university right obviously only guys and me and um then then like this one guy spoke up and yeah but she will not join my group, right? Women can't help the computers. And my, my girlfriend also always breaks a computer. And I was like, I was sitting in this room with like 13 male specimens, right? And I was like, oh, no, he did not just say this. No, everyone who speaks up and says like, yeah, you can come to my group. It feels so bad, right? Because you're the women in the room, like from one second to the next. So that was... Um, not I, I was not asking myself a, the question whether I, I'm right there, but I was already like, oh, come on, that's uh, that's not how it should be, right? And then, yeah, there were some challenges, right? Um, right after I finished my studies, um, I was the big, strong, new computer engineer, my diploma in my hand. I was so proud. I, you know, I'm there, world. Everyone wants to work with me, probably. And then um, I wanted to actually do a PhD in like medical computer science because I um, developed a surgical simulator in my diploma thesis. So um, it's like a flight simulator for pilots, but just a surgical simulator for surgeons <laughs> so they can train how to, how to operate. And uh, yeah, then I wanted to, you know, like follow up in this, in this uh, domain and um do a PhD in this uh, in this domain and then I talked to a professor in Berlin and everything was great and he said like yeah okay go come on uh, you can start in October right um then I went there I think two weeks before um and uh, just to sign the contract and finalize every paperwork right and then he was like ah you know I I have some doubts about your like technical capabilities I was like, what? I'm here to sign my papers, not to discuss whether I'm working with you, right? It's like only two weeks and then I'm like unemployed, right? Because I'm or starting working with you. And then um, he was like, yeah, you know, I would rather hire you as a technical assistant. And you could organize my conferences and it's great that you have all this technical knowledge. Um but I need someone who like organizes everything. And I, I trust you that you have the capabilities to do that. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm finally there, right? I have my great thesis done and everything is done. My master's is done, my diploma, right? And then technical assistant. So yeah, I, I did have challenges that then because I was like, okay, maybe I can't do it. Maybe I don't know anything. What do I know? I just studied it, right? I mean, I also worked in some as a student right on the side but I I had a lot of um, doubts then myself uh, uh, so as a new born ready engineer I waited tables 
that was amazing. <laughs> it was not amazing, but it, it was crazy, right? So for this three, three months, that was actually pretty hard. And I was uh, also asking myself, what am I doing here? Now I did all this like five years of studying for nothing. But then three months later, I had a great job. Uh, I started a great job. Um, I um, started to develop image recognition systems um, for quality control and production sounds a bit yeah <laughs> different but it's more it's it's only like you know for example um their bottles are produced and then like my software checked automatically is there um a dent in the bottle uh, neck right or something is wrong so then we need to sort it out or if everything is good we can actually it can go to to be sold and we did this for a lot of things, like also chocolate and a lot of cool things, contact lenses, right? So I learned a lot about products, production, um, obviously also um, uh, image recognition. So that was an amazing job. And thereafter, it also got easier, right? But from the start, it was not that easy, let's say. Wow, wow, wow. I can't believe that. From being told you should be a technical assistant to now the director of engineering at Stellaris Bank, that is, you know, an amazing achievement. <laughs> What I found in, in the journey that I've been doing on this podcast is that women get into tech, but not many people manage to stay in tech. So unlike yourself, not many people manage to kind of get to the top or they struggle to kind of, I guess, surpass that, that kind of level where you do break into the leadership you know, side of things. So, I mean, you know, let's discuss your journey into leadership. You know, what made you pursue that journey? So I would say my journey into leadership started in my second job. So after the image recognition software, I worked uh, for almost 10 years in a company um, who built geomechanical simulation software. Again, crazy terms. So, so what did we do? Right? <laughs> we actually uh, um, um, developed a simulation software that computes how rock breaks, right? How do oh. fractures connect in rock? How... I learned a lot again, right? That's also what's amazing about computer science, I think. You can work in like every domain and in every domain, it's super interesting to learn the domain also. Um, so this one was also nice for me because as I mentioned, right, I like math and physics. And so the, all the mechanics of rock and understand how, how this is computed was super interesting for me. Yeah, and um, I started, it was only um, my my boss, like the founder of the company and me, and then um, he got all the geomechanical knowledge in. I got all the computer science knowledge in. And then he also did all the managing, brought all the money in, right? It was a startup. It was super challenging and interesting um, to work there. And I could build up my own team then over time. Um, hiring mathematicians, physicists, and um, computer scientists also, right? And build up my team we were kind of equal. There was no like crazy hierarchy or anything, but also I was like the longest standing men member, right? And I built up the team. So I also started to lead the team and um, we were also like deciding how to work together. So in this small company, I started to like be a team lead, be a head of engineering, we call it over time, right? Because all the technical decisions, architectural decisions um, were like influenced a lot by me. Yeah, that was maybe the start. And then a lot of change again, I'm not sure, not interesting for the, for the leadership uh, um, journey, I think. 
yeah, I, I worked with a um, medical uh, company again because I want to, wanted to go back to the medical domain and um, landed in a startup again where we build up an art science community platform. So again, super different, right? Uh, but then the money was empty for the for the startup, right? No money left. Uh, how, it is, how it is sometimes with startups. And I was like from one day to the other unemployed again, right? This crazy term, uh, unemployment again. We all need to pay our rents. Um, but I mean, we're in a safe social system. So in Germany, we also get uh, unemployment money. So not, yeah. uh, no problem. But I, I wasn't like ready to apply again to companies like do all this effort again, right? Because it just happened from one moment to the other. And yeah, and then um, actually the VP of uh, vice president of uh, technical operations reached out to me on LinkedIn. And I was like, ah, Solaris Bank, a bank. I mean, I, I worked in a lot of domains already, but yeah. finance, I'm not sure. And he's like, yeah, but you know, like actually we had a call and then he was in a t-shirt. Like you could see like all his... Uh, uh, all his tattoos, right? And he was like, yeah, I'm not the typical banker, you know, all good. We are a tech company. We have a banking license, but we're also different. And that was like, um, yeah, he saw my CV and said like, yeah, you're, you would be a great VP also over here, right? And I'm like, a VP? And then we talked a bit more, like my, my companies were also super small, right? The title sounds amazing. Like I was a head of engineering, a CTO, whatever, right? But always in small companies. Um, and then we talked and then he's like, yeah, but you should work with us. Even if you're not the VP, let's start as a team lead. Um, come on, let's try it out. And I was like, who am I to say no to someone who's offering me a job when I'm unemployed and I'm not actually interested in going from company to company and finding out what I want at the moment. Also, my kids were like smaller, right? I'm, I, Yeah, I didn't want to spend the energy. And then I was like, okay, if you really want to work with me, let's try it, right? And um, yeah, that's where I started to be like in a pure leadership position, just being a team lead, not a software engineer anymore, like after 12, 13 years. Yeah, crazy, crazy. And you mentioned, of course, as a team leader, your role was to kind of grow engineers, um, you know, to ensure that they were not overwhelmed with work, make sure they're happy. How do you do this? How did you find doing this role as a female, whereby say you would have been leading a, a group of male engineers, right? Yeah, good question. So it's, um, let's say I what I not try to be is a mother. <laughs> Yeah, it, it happens easily that like with all like the young engineers flying around, right, that um, I'm getting into the I'm the mother and I'm, mother you know, yeah. yeah, I'm cleaning up behind you. I'm making sure you have to eat. And uh, no, that's not it. Right. I don't want to be the mother. Um, so um, what do I do? I I'm talking with them a lot. I'm asking questions. I'm listening. Um we build up like relationships, right? You need to see the person behind the developer. So it's important that we can also talk like if someone has personal problems, they obviously um, need some space at work, right? So if you don't build up like the trust uh, um, between each other, it's actually, yeah, super tough to to be a good lead, I think. Yeah, and how, how do I do it, right? I As I said, right, I, I chose math and physics major in, in school already. So since I'm 17, maybe, 
I work more or I talk more. I have more friends uh, who are actually male. So I'm actually struggling more with talking to females than to males. <laughs> because <laughs> like all the training since, uh, I don't know, I don't say how many years, then you know how old I am. But um, yeah, so all, all I mean, I'm always talking to men a lot more than to women. So that's that's also what I'm good at probably at work. Yeah, that's so interesting because, of course, when you do come from being one of the only females, that's all you really know. And then when you do get into the world of work, it's no different. I actually went to an all-female girls' school, uh, and it was almost the opposite. Like, I I didn't struggle, of course, but, like, when you kind of go into a, a room where you're, like, now a minority as opposed to being a majority, it's like you kind of say less because you're used to, you know, it, it just felt really weird. Whereas for you, you've always had a voice. You've always been, you know, the the kind of... I guess a minority in that sense so you kind of had to fight yourself through the the kind of men but it was no different right because you've always been speaking with men exactly Exactly. we had a joke at the university when you sit in the back of the classroom right and you see someone who has long hair the probability that it's a woman is a lot less than the probability (laughs) that it's a man right (laughs) because like the typical computer science you know like also long hair and a bit like no yeah yeah we had yeah. a lot of them also in university. Yeah, if anything, you blended in a lot more, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was easier, exactly. Oh. And of course, moving into your role now, right, you're now leading the team leads, which is, of course, very different to being that team leader yourself. Uh, I know that when we spoke previously, you mentioned that the problem here is being close enough that you're not kind of doing too much, but far enough that you can still empower them and, and actually let them make the decisions. How have you found that? Because that's a bit of a different role you're now taking on how has that been as a female as well but how's that been in general yeah uh, that's a good question and I think I didn't solve it yet I'm not sure whether I will solve it in the future right um I, uh, so the first thing was going from software engineer to just being a team lead right I yeah when I saw a problem and uh, an engineer couldn't solve it I was like oh come on I wanted to you know like solve the problem yeah Um, that was the first thing where I needed to take a step back right and let others solve it and support them with asking good questions um and not providing solutions right so how people cannot grow if you if you solve everything for them and yeah and now as a lead of leads it's even more stepping back right I'm I have like one-on-ones with my team leads, obviously, but I also have now and then one-on-ones with teammates because if I only um, talk to my leads, right, I only get their perspective and also I can't help them grow. If I know how how it's actually in the teams, how the team members see also the lead, I can I have multiple perspectives and I can actually support also my team leads to grow, right? Before it was like growing engineers, and now it's like growing uh, leads to be like a great lead for their teams. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because, of course, it's a different sort of relationship, right? You have to, like you said, be close enough that you can see what's going on. But yeah. if you're only speaking with the team leads, you only get one perspective and you yes. can only then see one thing. Whereas then having the holistic view of the entire team, you can then help your team leads grow so they don't stay stuck at that kind of team lead level. level. Exactly. And sometimes... Um, happens more to men than to women in my experience at least uh team leads think everything is great right they tell me yeah the team is happy everything is so good and you know we solved this problem we solved that problem and and when i'm like after the one-on-one with the male team leads right 
I'm like, oh, it's so good. Everything is perfect. Yeah? I'm really, I'm relaxed. I'm relieved. I'm really good, right? Then I talk to the teams and then I'm like, hmm, <laughs> there, there are some things that I actually not solved, right? And then um, I need to start working with them. And I, I, I do see a difference with female team leads, right? I'm, the one-on-one sessions are super intense. We're talking a lot about problems. I feel like, oh, there's so much going on. And I, I don't feel relaxed after those one-on-ones, right? I'm, I feel a bit, bit stressed. But then I go to the teams and I feel like, huh, actually, she sees all the problems. She solves all the problems. Everything is good, right? So it's it's really not every man, not every woman are yeah, different, obviously, right? But it's it's like it feels like a pattern that I see over time that I really need to check up. Um, like you also said, right? Really need to get an understanding. How is it in the team, and what is the team lead telling me? And it's not that they want to tell me something wrong, right? It's just also how they see it and how they reflect it themselves, right? Yeah. yeah but it's it's super interesting. And yeah. I, yet over the time, I I started the director role last July. Over the time, it's getting better, right? And you also feel you get a better feeling for how close do you need to be with. with a specific person right not with everyone you need to have the same closeness and not with every team you need to be as close and maybe not in every situation there might be projects that really need your support and uh, attention even as a second level lead right but then other projects everything is smooth everything is good you just need to step in now and then to to listen right and then then you can step out again and then all is good yeah, yeah. And I guess that topic is really interesting. Why do you think that men tend to say everything's fine? <laughs> before I say it, actually, before before I say it, this is, of course, our opinions based on Karina's experiences. Yes. <laughs> not scientific fact or anything like that. But why do you think that women tend to seek more, <clears throat> that the, the kind of one-on-ones are a lot more intense, whereas the male ones are, you know, yeah, everything's great. Um, why do you think that is? What's In your experience, why do you see that to be the case? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure whether that's that's a good example, but um, I have this I have this story in my mind, right? You know, when a man looks into the in the into the mirror and looks like uh, at their belly maybe and at their body, and they think, oh yeah, mm, looks good, all Great. good, right? Great, I'm in shape, it's okay. So, and then a woman looks into the mirror and it's like, ah, oh, I got a new wrinkle here. Mm, ah. So there's something off, right? Awesome. Again, not every man, not every woman is the same. We say that again, but like it's like some traits that you can find in in multiple people, right? I do think that there might be more women that really try to, yeah, that are really like not not more reflective, but um, yeah, search also for the things that are wrong. Which could also be really helpful in a lead, right? Say, they might solve a lot more problems that because they challenge themselves a lot. They challenge their team a lot. Men also challenge their teams. So, yeah. So, like like we said, right? So, um, every person is an individual. But sometimes I, I see that, right? That yeah, my male team leads they are like, oh, all is good. Everything's great, Karina. We solved all the problems. Come on, we can drink a beer now. <laughs> And it's so relaxing. It's so great. Yeah. I also understand why some 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 managers don't don't want to promote the women because it's always it's so much work, 
right? And like every one-on-one, it costs so much energy. Yeah. But then again, you also get the great results, right? Um, so it's um, definitely worth the effort to yeah. work with uh, with women and to promote women. Yeah. On to the topic of kind of promoting women, you know, you mentioned that you, you know, in your time, you've also seen a lot of women stay at that kind of icy level and not progress into that leadership role. Why do you mentioned there that it is a lot of work to work with a female leader, but that, that can't be the reason, right? No. Why no. is this the case or why do you think this to be the case? Mm, I think it's also mm, to, to be in those male rounds, right? Software engineers, female software engineers, they know this, how to work in a, in a male-dominated environment, right? So that cannot be the only reason to not step up and be again in a male-dominated environment. Um, there are like situations where it's, yeah, where, where it feels like there's a power struggle, like you it's it feels like there are discussions where it's not about the topic but who who is yeah who is the best one and needs to you know like so some of like leadership is um how do you say not happy not nice not relaxing not um yeah relaxed environment maybe but it's yep. also a lot of fighting and discussing and power struggling. Um, yeah, where you might ask yourself, yeah, why? <laughs> why should yeah. I do this? Right? Why should I spend so much of my time? Yeah, in, in, in an environment where it's maybe not all happy, smiley faces and everything is good and I can just do my work, right? As, as an engineer, uh, you can also just do your work, right? And you have a lot of freedom and yeah it's it's different in leadership right and for me it's important like i ha currently have a super inclusive environment most of my male colleagues also um like the other vps and uh, cdos here all, all have kids all are want to be fathers so they are take part in the in the life of their children right i i feel a lot of support inclusion and um yeah so it's not like all the time fighting but on the other side we have budgets we need to decide who gets what right so it's always this situation where like is he getting the budget or i'm getting the budget so i need to speak up again and again right and also on a day where i might yeah want, don't want to speak up right there are days where you don't want to fight there are days where you just want to sit down and just let go but then again my teams also need the budget my teams also need the new engineer joining their team right so i need to stand up and fight a fight a fight again and again and i mean fighting is not fighting in that sense but still you need to speak up again and again and it also it's effort and yeah energy yeah. no 100%, some people you're right some people don't want to to kind of use their energy to kind of fight for everyone you know in 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 the in their career so i, I totally get it how can we change this how how can we how do you, in your opinion of course not scientific fact again but how do you <laughs> How do you think we can change? Because I think I've been doing a lot of research on, you know, women in leadership roles. Uh, you know, we see a lot that women tend to lead with more empathy and they tend to have these kind of nurturing and caring kind of qualities which make good leaders, right? So naturally mm -hmm. women should be, you know, good leaders. But 
how can we kind of make more women want to pursue that kind of leadership role? How can we change the stats? Yeah, that's actually a good question. I'm asking that myself also uh, a lot of times. So I'm uh, I'm afraid I don't have the answer to solve the world. <laughs> I think we need to do it like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we need to change it step by step, right? Every woman who's in leadership should promote women to also come into leadership to give them also a safe environment where they yeah need to fight less right or where they are also seen if they don't fight right where yeah, if they true. don't speak up as strong you're still listening also to them right so maybe like everyone also not every woman also every man in a leadership position should do that right um empower the woman and um listen even if they don't speak up as strong right so um yeah. they, they their opinion is still has the same weight as someone else who's really likes to speak up and who's really strong in a discussion so if yeah. every one of us gives like maybe a small thing and really um yeah works on bringing a good environment for women or for any uh, everyone actually yeah and to have a diverse team it's um yeah that's maybe the small things that every one of us can do yeah no really really interesting and on to the topic of, you know, yourself now, your current role. I know that you are, like I said before, you're now the director of software or engineering at Solaris Bank. That That's a big title, right? You know, I think it's crazy to even have that. How have you found your most recent role? You, you mentioned a bit about it earlier, but how have you found it now, especially, you know, being maybe the only female? You know, you mentioned <laughs> that you, know, you work well with other leaders who are, you know, fathers or, you know, fathers to be. How have you found now your role at Solaris Bank as a director? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I started at Solaris as a team lead. I had two teams that I led in the beginning. Um, yeah, in 21 I started. Yeah. And then I actually saw that one of the departments um, that was close to mine was struggling, right? They had like a super stressful project and people were overworked. Um, people started to leave from, from this department, right? And I felt like we need to change something there, right? Everyone will leave. Um, and also the people are super unhealthy and unhappy and it's it's so bad, right? And um, I actually um, talked to my lead back then, the VP, now the, our CIO, and... Um, I told him, like, come on, we need to change something. And he's like, yeah, if you want to, you can have them. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, wait, no, 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 that was not what I wanted to say. <laughs> no, but I actually kind of also wanted to say, right? Because I was like, it it should be solvable, right? It should be a solvable problem to make this department happy and healthy again also, right? They are, like, great people and they have a great domain, Um there needs to be a way to save them and make them strong again, right? And and to somehow bring, also talk to the, the uh, customer, to the to our partners, and make sure that we have like due dates that are achievable and that we don't burn the whole team, right? So then uh, he was there. Yeah, if you're up for the challenge, <laughs> you can have it. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, um, yes, I'm up for the challenge. Come on, uh, let's do it. Uh, let's 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 make this department good again. And um, yeah, that was like over one year ago. And um, 
yeah, I started to be senior EM, uh, senior engineering manager. I was the role called because then I had like three teams. Um, then uh, one of my engineers actually also wanted to be a team lead. So I grew him to a team lead. So I had my first team lead that reported to me. And that was actually a nice path because then also one other colleague of mine wanted to grow into a team lead position. I also grew her. And then like, you know, step by step, it evolved that uh, this, this let's say, yeah, broken department, we build it up again, also with people from inside and everyone took yeah. a role and did their part of yeah bringing more health again. We um, increased the hiring and um, yeah, I think now, hopefully, <laughs> if everyone tells me the truth, they are a happy department. Uh, at least that's the feedback that I get. Um, we're a lot stronger uh, in in people power, right? And um, I think we are also a lot stronger in voicing when, yeah, due dates are just not ach achievable, and um, we need to also make sure that our engineers are good. So yeah, that's when it started, and um, I kind of did the same mistake again. <laughs> we had a different department now um, that also struggled. And I always heard like from product owners, from engineers, like. Um, it's so bad and something is broken. And then I was like, ah, I want to help them. <laughs> it's, I, I think it's, yeah, it's this need to like help engineers to just have a great environment. Right. And then also we can deliver if everyone is happy and healthy. I think yeah. delivery is the next step, right? If we only focus on delivery, we can't make it work. But if we focus on the people and on the teams, then delivery is really what easily comes out of it. Okay, long, long road. <laughs> so how did I come there? I saw problems. I wanted to solve them. I stepped up, though I was super scared, right? I was super scared. Okay, everything is broken. But also, if everything is already broken, how much more can you break, right? So it's a, it's a good, good learning opportunity to build it up uh, again. Yeah, yeah, amazing. You know, really interesting. I think when you identify a problem and you really want to solve it, you know, that is the next step, right? You don't just see the problem. I think we actually say solutions, not problems. So it's fine finding the problem, but you need to have a solution for that as well. Yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> uh, and one topic I really, really wanted to kind of touch upon was motherhood. I know that you mentioned you had, you know, two beautiful children uh, and you've, of course, embarked on your career in tech as a mother, uh, a good portion of it, right? Yeah. Um, how, I mean, how have you found navigating, you know, of course, motherhood in general is a, is a massive topic and, and it, you know, everyone goes through their career, but tech especially is quite intense, right? How have you found navigating the world of tech as a mother? Yeah, also a good question. And even now, also colleagues are asking me, how are you doing this, right? With the <laughs> workload and everything, it's crazy. And I'm like, no, it just looks like this from the outside that I'm doing well, right? Every one of us is struggling with everything. So um, it's not that I'm like a perfect director and a perfect mother and a perfect whatever, right? So I don't think that you can be. So I'm also relaxed with not being perfect on everything. Um, yeah, like obviously when the kids were small it was super challenging and then even uh three years ago when COVID came or was it four years ago um then we had like homeschooling and everything so that was like okay I just started my job in Solaris then I had the kids at home um my older one was the first year of school and we needed to homeschool him and teach him like reading and and everything numbers and everything right was like obviously 
we were also like at the end of our um, strength, right? Um, yeah. It was like I, I worked 6 to 11, 11 to 3, I had the kids, then 3 to, I don't know, 6, <laughs> I worked again or something. So we came on to the eight hours, right? And then I had the kids again and it was like crazy. And yeah. so how, how do you do it? I think you can only do it if you don't aim for perfection because there is no perfection, right? I want to spend kids uh, time with my kids. So I have also kids blockers in my calendar. Oh, Everyone is also okay with that. If they are not okay, right, it's probably not the company for me. So like two days a week, I um, spend like from 3 p.m. the afternoon with my kids. Um, the other then two more even uh, afternoons, right, my partner spends the afternoon with the yeah. kids. And then the fifth one is for my Uh, for my mother, for the grandmother, right? <laughs> so we have the afternoon sorted out and it's like a plan. Everyone knows it's all good. I leave at three on Mondays and Thursdays and everyone knows, right? I want to spend the time with my kids. They are growing up too fast anyways. Yeah. And um, yeah, I also enjoy both, right? And maybe last sentence, sorry, talking again <laughs> a lot. Um, for me, it's also actually helpful Um Because people say like, yeah, you need to burn out then because so much to do. Actually, for me, it's actually helpful because I have a concrete reason to close down my computer at 6 p.m. I might open it again at 8 when the kids are in bed, right? But still at 6, I'm closing my computer no matter the number of emails that are unread, right? Um, and it's, it's helpful because if I wouldn't have the kids, it wouldn't be as easy, right, for me. So... Actually, I, for me, as, as at least, it's um, helpful against burning out <laughs> that yeah. I have kids because it's also a different load on the mind, right? Or it's more on the body yeah. uh, than, than the mind. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because, you know, I, I think we think about motherhood and we think about our careers. And I think that I guess the issue which comes to mind is how do you balance both? And I think as a woman, right, we try to do everything. You know, you try to be the best mother, the best director of engineering, the best, exactly. you know, the best everything and it's it's impossible right uh, so some things do have to give but I think what I love about your story is that you you do take the help right your your partner does some days the grandmother does some days and that enables you to to kind of be the best of what you're trying to do right because yeah. you've got all that help and I think that's that's what you know take the help <laughs> that's that's the key thing right don't try and do everything by yourself take the help you can get because it does actually help you to be a better person Yeah, and ignore if the house is not perfectly clean. <laughs> I mean, there also there, take the help, right? Uh, it's it's okay to have someone who helps with cleaning. It's okay to have a cleaning robot, and that the corners yeah. of the of the um, room are not as clean as the rest because the cleaning robot is not as good in cleaning corners, right? I mean, that's what I mean with perfectionism, right? If I want to also be the perfect housewife. I can't like if we have guests I always tell them if you want to be here I do everything as good as possible right but it's not perfect obviously it doesn't look like everything is shiny and glossy and perfect in my house because I I can't and I won't right I will spend the time rather with my kids than I don't know cleaning uh, some porcelain and uh, <laughs> yeah that's that's not what I do 
Yeah, yeah, no, really interesting. Well, no, honestly, Karina, we, we could speak forever and I honestly have loved this conversation. But thank you so, so much for joining us. You know, I think we covered such great topics. And I think the topic of motherhood is something I really want to go into because I think a lot of women shy from progressing in any career because they're not too sure how to balance it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something I really hope we can share. But yeah, thank you so much for your time. Cool. Thank you so much for the invite. Thank you.